0: It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended.
2: Welcome back to TNT Park, where your Chicago savages trail the St. Louis wigwams 11 to 3 here in the bottom of the ninth. I am ambivalent to the point of violent apathy to once again introduce this terrible burden God has thrust upon me, my son. Hi, Dad. It's truly, if my rage at your proximity wasn't so thoroughly quelled by the absolute orgasm of indifference I feel towards your existence, I would murder you in cold blood. Um... And now coming to the plate is plucky tenderwood. Plucky... One for ten on the season with 13 strikeouts and a walk is the club leader in stolen bases and also a suspended Catholic. So that's something you don't see every day. Dad, I wanted to tell you and your audience a little about the show. It's a story about a peacock. Oh, and and Plucky is drilled right in the dick. That had to be intentional. Yep, the benches are clearing. Here come the savages, rushing the field, bats in hand, stepping right on and over plucky Tenderwood in the shallow pool of bloody vomit he's now drowning in. Will someone shift his mouth away and prolong his miserable dick-smashed life? We'll have to wait and see. What was that, son? Uh, well, my show... Um... Oh ho, ho! Look at J.D. Tuscaloosa! Chest bare, a bat in each hand, catcher's mask daringly tossed aside. He's absolutely smashing those wigwam skulls. Get him, J.D.! Get him, J.D.! Get him! Boy, howdy, all this bloodletting is sure to work up a vigorous thirst for release in J.D. this evening when he meets me behind the bullpen unshowered and crimson-slicked. What? Shut up, boy. Don't question me on matters you can't understand. Anyway, judging from the limbs and corpse pile accumulating in center field, I do believe they'll call this game and declare the wigwams victorious. you have something you want to say? Well, yes. I just want to know if you listened to the first episode of The Bestiary. Bestiary? What's that? It's the fabulistic tale of anthropomorphic... Oh, right, that. I'll tell you what. If I give this thing a listen before you join me in the booth tomorrow, will you make it the last time you visit me at my place of business or anywhere? Yes, yes, that's all I want. Fine, then we're signing off from TNT Park. Go savages! And stay tuned for The Bestiary!
3: It is the year, and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down, what once was right is wrong, and those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theater are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives each week to broadcast from a South Sea's barge, crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine to bring you the triumph, the majesty, the sublimity of rude alchemy. Well, my dear listeners, that last episode was a rollicking good time, wasn't it? I must say, I I so enjoy sharing these colourful characters and their mischievous antics with you all. Uh, The pleasure I receive from just... Imagining your smiling faces and jovial laughter is immeasurable. How I savor our time together with the proud lion, the irritable peacock, and the dim-witted tortoise. <laughs> oh, such lovely and colorful characters. And Shania! Yes. yes, let's not forget about Shania. She's, uh... Well, she's also a character in the story. Or, or was. Anywho, let us turn now to see how their stories shall develop. trio sits quietly, each contemplating the tawny owl's message of another world beyond the one they've only ever known. A world with unknown possibilities, but also unknown risks. They knew instinctually, without hesitation, that they must explore such a world. But to do so meant one thing, that hitherto, for they had not even dared desire, no less plan and attempt. Escape.
4: Well, where do we start? What do you mean? Well, if we're going to escape, we got to s- start somewhere, shouldn't we? Get organized and kind of see what it's going to take to make it happen.
5: I think we should probably just leave. Leave? Yeah.
4: Well, yeah. That's that's what we're talking about. We have to f- figure out a way to do that. Sure. Okay, so anyone have any, uh, any ideas?
5: We could leave. What? We could just leave the zoo, you know, just leave.
4: That, that's the point. That's what we all have agreed we want to do. Leave. But the question now is, how? Gotcha. So, anyone?
5: How about we just leave? Oh, for heaven's <laughs> sakes.
4: Seriously, how? How are we going to leave? We have cages with thick metal bars, heavy gates with locks, and giant cement walls.
6: Okay, okay, okay. Everyone take a deep breath. I think we've got two really good things to work with here. We've got someone who has astutely identified the end goal, leave. Thank you, Tortoise.
4: You're welcome.
6: And we have someone else who has identified key obstacles to achieving such a goal. Thank you, Lion. Lion. I, I honestly don't know what's happening here. The question then that is posed before us at this particular junction is how shall we overcome such obstacles and thereby complete our previously stated goal?
5: Well stated.
4: When did you become so coherent? Yeah, you sound less dumb. Right? I, I, I can't remember you ever being so uh, focused and, and, and clear headed. <laughs> Gentlemen, do you not realize what has happened? What has been revealed? Yeah, a world beyond this one where we can roam and
6: hunt and be free. And mate. Well, yeah, but well, we, we could do that in here. No, 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 no. Not like this. What do you mean? Tortoise, how many mates have you had? Today? Ever. Oh, I don't know, several thousand? That did not include inanimate objects. Oh, a couple hundred? Or deceased animals. Two? And Lion, how many mates have you had? <laughs> a lady never tells. That means less than three. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Imagine then, a world with infinite mates. A world where you choose who to get your smooshy-smoosh on with. And when you get it on, a world where you're not paired or bred, but where you see a hot little number across a plane and say, Yeah, Daddy gonna get some tonight. A world... With infinite mates. Oh, I get it.
5: Yup, makes total sense now.
3: And so their escape mission began. Peacock took upon himself at identifying all possible escape routes, including old abandoned underground tunnels he heard some visitors discussing several years ago. Information he never even knew he had until he began searching the deepest recesses of his mind for any and every morsel of information he could obtain. He discovered that one such tunnel did exist, but had suffered a cave-in during a small earthquake in the 20s. He taught himself how to read and to type so he could begin using an old computer inside Watchman's trailer that he was able to gain access to through an old vent that he shimmied into after starving himself over the course of a week. One day, during a class trip that was visiting the zoo, the peacock noticed a small group of children hovering over a pile of books, doing something one of them referred to as studying. The children were clearly outcasts, and often admonished by their peers. Finally succumbing to societal pressure, they decided to abandon the books in order to engage in some recreational activities with their classmates. The peacocks seized the opportunity and stole the books. To his great satisfaction, they covered a variety of subjects, including geology, physics, and mechanical engineering. Already having taught himself to read, he devoured the information in the books and began developing a series of crude instruments he used to first evaluate and discern the geological makeup of the outer wall of the old abandoned and caved-in tunnel in order to determine if there was a possibility of digging through the rubble. Unfortunately, he determined the inner structure too weak to sustain any movement of the rubble as it would simply cave in more. He then measured the height of the walls surrounding their paddocks and, after determining rough approximations for their weights and heights, calculated the velocity and rate of speed needed to achieve a high enough jump to clear said wall. Once again he was met with the unfortunate reality that none of them would be able to achieve the necessary forward motion to complete such a jump, not unassisted at least. To the amazement of all the animals in the zoo, the peacock was able to construct a rudimentary flight suit using a variety of scrap metal and a newly developed fuel source he created by making use of a small gas leak on the east side of the outer grounds and combining that with a proprietary mixture of C4 hydrocarbons, alkanes, and a small amount of butane he found from leftover cigarette lighters. Several test flights later, the project was abandoned when Peacock determined that even if the flight suit worked, it would not be sufficient to carry all of them over the wall, With a heavy heart, he called a meeting to inform his comrades of his failures.
6: And so, after determining that due to decades of weathering and deposition of existing rocks, the lithification of the sedimentary rocks on the outer layer did not bode well for further digging. To my great vexation, I chose to move on to explore other alternatives. Please turn your attention to section two of your binders, and I'll begin to take you through my understanding, rudimentary as it may be, of Newton's laws and the inherent difficulties we would encounter in attempting any type of vertical leap.
4: Uh What, what is this? What, what are you doing?
6: I was bringing you up to date on Project Effugium.
5: What's effu- if, if you, effu- if effu- you what is it? What is that? It's Latin for escape.
6: Huh? Escape. Escape. Our escape plan. Oh, that that's still a thing?
5: Yeah, that was like six months ago.
6: Still a thing? This is the only thing! You mean to tell me you haven't been working on anything?
4: Oh. I was working on a piece of meat stuck in my tooth for a few hours. Yeah, and I figured out how to
5: mate with a rock in the back of my cave. They said it couldn't be done, but I figured it
6: out. Good God! Don't you two haven't been doing anything to get us out of here, and every effort I've ever undertaken has failed. We're screwed! Oh god.
4: Oh dear God! Hey, 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 buddy. It's okay. Shh shh shh. shh, shh okay it's okay what's going on man why are you so worked up <laughs> the
5: the uh the mating oh the beautiful mating
4: <laughs> i know i know i know Shh. it's okay it's okay and hey, <gasps> hey hey hey! it's not true that we didn't do anything when uh when we started out i, t- I talked to a bunch of the old timers about escaping You know, I figured they have been around long enough. They should have some ideas. (laughs) Really?
6: Sure, of course. What'd they say?
4: Oh, they said it was a complete waste of time and no one has ever escaped and the few who have tried ended up dying painful deaths. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I just gave up super quick on the whole thing. Honestly, I'm not even sure I knew you were still thinking about it. I'm sorry, buddy.
2: My friends, what is the matter? Where the hell have you been? I have been traveling the surrounding areas, trumpeting the imminent arrival of our currently confined friends. Many await, yet grow more and more anxious with the passing of each month that brings no arrival of said friends. Speak, what is your delay? Delay? I speak. You son of a... Whoa,
4: whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hold up, bunny. relax. Hey, uh... Night-flying possum fella. Owl. Whatever. Do you have any idea what we've been going through these past few months, huh? Do you? I mean, not me, exactly, but this guy? Thanks. This sad, pathetic, shallow peacock, a shell of his former self. Do you know what he's done? A little harsh. He's been through hell trying to figure out how to get out of here. Hell. Hell.
2: Have you not sought help from those who came before you?
4: As a matter of fact, I did. No one has ever escaped, and those that tried are
2: dead. This can't be. Tortoise, why would they lie? Hmm? Your lineage speaks truth in all times, and to all who ask, it is known far and wide that the tortoise speaks only what is and what has been, nothing more. Oh, sure, yup. Why did they not tell you of the way, then? Gee, I guess, well, maybe... Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You did speak with the Great Ones, yes? The Great Ones? Who are the Great Ones? The oldest among all those who reside in these walls. You said you spoke with the elders. I did. Who? Gorilla. Gorilla? Yeah, guy's like 70 years old. Yes.
6: Yes, Lion, he is. He is definitely one of the oldest animals in this zoo. But tell me, Mm -hmm. when you decided to ask him about the history of escapes in this zoo, did it not occur to you that he's only been here since March? Huh? He was transferred here from Orlando! You idiot! Oh.
4: Well, then he probably wouldn't know much about the history of our zoo, would he? (laughs) Stupid.
2: My friend... You are the greatest moron of the three, for you should know that it is your own relatives who have taken the title of the eldest among you. The great tortoise duo is renowned for their knowledge, wisdom, and honesty. Oh, hey, I know. We should go see Mom and Pop Pop. I bet they know something. Oh, for f**k's sake. Time is limited, friends. You
3: must hurry. Time is limited? Why? Not now. You must go, quick. As the tawny owl flew away, our trio makes a mad dash across the paddocks, over rocks, and through the estuaries, galloping and crawling and leaping, until they reach the most reviled of all buildings in any zoo. The Reptile House. I mean you, right? Ooh, I just... I just hate those slimy, creepy crawlies, right, kiddies? Lizards and uh, and snakes? Oh, 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 oh! Snakes are the worst! Oh my goodness, are there snakes in this? Uh, oh, oh! I hope not. Let me uh, let's see. Let me just have a peek. Uh, nope, no, no. I mustn't. No, looking ahead. That's not what a narrator does. A narrator narrates, no matter where it leads. Oh, goodness, listen to me rambling on. It's not about you, narrator. Stop putting yourself in the story. Narration 101, really. Okay, apologies all around. I promise this will not become a habit. <laughs> on we go. Ugh. I hate this place. It's so dark and damp.
6: Honestly, reptiles. Why? 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 Actually, reptiles fill a critical role in most ecological systems as they encompass both predator and prey species. Herbivorous species can also be important seed dispersers and can even act as pollinators. Fun fact, the blue-tailed day gecko is now the only pollinator for the rare plant Trochetia blackbumiania on the island of Mauritius, due to the unfortunate and arguably preventable disappearance of the olive white eye.
5: A passerine bird. I think I pooped in my shell. Shh.
6: We're almost there.
5: Yeah, Mom Mom and Pop Pop are at the end next to the clackety string monster.
6: The clackety string monster? Yeah. Do you mean the rattlesnake? Sure, I guess. I'm actually impressed you figured that out. I feel like if I make a game out of it, I won't go f***ing insane. Smart.
3: Stop. We're here. The trio found themselves standing before a large glass window with the great sign, Welcome to the Tested Dinner Day. There was little light, but past their translucent reflections, they could see some faint movement.
5: Mom, Mom? Pop, Pop? Eh? What? It's me, your great-great-great-grandson. How are you?
7: Who is it? It's me. Oh, ew. I, I couldn't tell. There's so little to remember. Huh? Well, it's just so hard to know who you are when you never come around to visit. Oh, well. Aren't you talking to someone? Look who decided to say hello!
0: I thought he died. You know, because he never comes around anymore?
7: Oh, come on. Can you
3: see his face? Does he look like a f***ing idiot?
0: Nope, he sure does.
3: I, I forgot to say that Mom Mom is uh, deaf and Pop Pop is blind. What is happening?
6: I think she's deaf and he's blind.
3: Oh, damn it.
5: And they're both so mean. I've just been
6: super busy, you know how it is.
3: I, I don't, actually. Can you explain it
6: to me? I hate to break up this little reunion, but we actually have an important question for you, if you don't mind. Mind? Why would I mind? We've only been sitting here by
7: ourselves for 20 years, waiting for some family to visit, and now our grandson finally does, but no, 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 no. How can I help you, Mr.
6: Peacock? Well, <clears throat> well you see, an owl came to us and 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 spoke of a land where... Mating! Well, uh,
4: actually, there... There was a
7: little more. Yes, to it. yes, but mating, right? A lad with his lots of mating with mates. Yes. You've heard of it? Of course, I have. We all have. Why did you stop signing? Ah, oh, crap. I'm. They found out about the lad beyond. Ah! You brought up the mating, didn't you? Ah, ah, no, no. I'm. Pug. Actually, I'm a turtle.
6: <laughs> what? can you tell us? The owl instructed us to find you. What do you know? We know nothing. That that can't be. It's not our knowledge.
7: You must learn it for yourself. How? Legend speaks of a tome a few have seen. It tells tales of an extraordinary time. It will have the answers you seek. Few have seen it, and no one has spoken of it in an age. Once it was known as the Bestiary. Where is it? How can we read it? Its exact location is unknown, only that it is guarded by the one who comes at night. Kept under lock and key, he has protected its secrets from those who have sought them for longer than you have been here. He has become powerful, lustful, and filled with hate!
4: Well, that can only be... The The zookeeper.
3: Zookeeper! Will our trio be able to find the bestiary? Will they learn the secret knowledge known only to the zookeeper? Will this series inspire a new generation of children to seek education in the science of zoology as is intended? Find out next time on The Bestiary.
0: The bestiary is brought to you by lining up an hour in advance even though the flight has assigned seats and you've already checked your luggage. You're a sheep. A f***ing sheep! Rude Alchemy is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Whitner, and Mr. Ryan Wellen. The Beastie story by Rude Alchemy, with Mr. Kane as lead story editor. This episode written by Mr. Hodgkin and edited by resident sound designer Mr. Michael Hahn. Be sure the of Rude Alchemy. composed by Mr. J. Rod. For a list of be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. And- Twitter, and Facebook, on Apple Podcasts. To support Roo Alchemy and gain access to exclusive bonus content including the from every season, visit support.
1: Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free... We introduced the cowlets Tiny Little Cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine Cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these Cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get Cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlitz design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop.